I'm Kim Grinnells of Dogman.com, live from the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, where Washington defeated UCLA 31 to 24 for an announced attendance. Announced attendance, that is, 51,123. Place was probably about half full. Game time, three hour, 10 minutes. Temperature probably started off in the low 70s and creeped down into the mid 60s by the end of the game, and uh, wind was a factor. I'm here with Chris Fetters, and um, Chris. Um, style points aren't important. Road wins are. They got the road win. I think that's the most important thing that I got out of this game tonight. They did absolutely. They did. It's uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where uh, it's it's hard to you know. I mean, it's. I feel like I'm parroting Chris Peterson. Hard to win on the road. Hard to win in the Pac-12. You know, and yeah, uh, UCLA was 0-4 going into this game. 0-5 now, but I don't know if people realize, but the combined record of all the teams that UCLA played, 17 and one. They've been playing really, really good teams, and uh, so when Washington got up, you know, twenty four seven, it felt like it was out of, out of reach. And then you know UCLA comes storming back, and you know it was a typical back and forth, you know, Pac twelve game where you know UCLA is extremely talented. It's a matter of them putting yeah. it together. You know, Chip Kelly's going to have some plays, and and he's a talented coach. So yeah, I think um, I think really at the end of it. Washington kind of picked, you know, they got UCLA at the right time because I have a feeling a couple more games and they're really going to start to roll a little bit. Taking a look down at the opposition side of the, um, hang on one second. Taking a look at the opposition before I went down, uh, you know, to take a look and see the size of some of those guys. Um, UCLA's definitely got some athletes. I mean, when you take a look at the size and the, uh, guys that they've got down there there's definitely a lot of size and athletes and this wasn't your typical game uh, team that hadn't won a game this isn't north dakota and they've got a lot of guys on the team chris they do and uh you know we know that i mean that's washington's recruited a lot of those guys and you know they get four and five star kids every single recruiting class this is not a secret yeah, um, grass field didn't seem to have an impact. Um, I was kind of surprised, even though it was a grass field, it was still pretty hard. Uh, it was a hard surface. But uh, Jake Browning, I think, was the story of the game, his ability to run. Just taking a look at the stats he had. Jake Browning, 13 carries for 49 yards, and I think the biggest surprise, you had a better angle because you're looking at it from above. I'm looking from it down below, but uh, some of those quarterback sneaks, uh, it's just shocking they can get the kind of yardage on a quarterback sneak that they did. What was the one, five or seven yards on that, Chris? Yeah. No, I mean, they, they showed that they could do it against BYU, and and clearly UCLA, I mean, they were even putting their 380-pound freshman in their mafia, and they were still getting yards off of it. So, hey, if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, we talked to Jake and um, uh, uh, Nick about the quarterback sneak, especially with that 360, 380-pound guy in there, and they just said that, you know, hey, it's a matter of getting out of your stance quick and getting your hands on him, and Nick, you know, was giving up 80 to 100 pounds on that guy, and he was still able to get his hands on and still move that guy a little bit or get on top of him and allow Jake to get the yardage, especially down on the goal line. And you probably heard Chris Peterson talk about it afterwards. You know, early in the year, they weren't successful doing that quarterback sneak, and it seemed like the inability to get a yard really kind of irritated him a little bit. He says he's been working on it quite a bit, and Jake said they've been working on it quite a bit. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, they they had the one game. I can't remember which game it was. I think it was at home or where it was. But they, you know, they lost yardage or didn't make it on a fourth and one. North Dakota, yeah, and I mean that. I think that really stuck in their craw, and so they've clearly been working on it and have had a lot of success since. And you know, Jake Browning had, 
I think six first downs that he got via his legs. I think one of them was on a fourth down and the rest of them were on third down and, you know, a couple, couple sneaks, but some of them were on third and seven, third and 10, whatever, where he was able to scramble and make some plays and make some things happen with his legs. So, um, you know, whether it was through that speed option where he kept it and got a first down or whether it was on a, a, a scramble play where he's able to go for 15, 17 yards, he, he showed a lot of versatility in his game today. And I think it really showed up, uh, when it mattered because they had that long drive in the fourth quarter, you know, when they were only up seven points and, and, uh, you know, tried to put the game away there, obviously UCLA came back and scored late again, but, um, you know, I thought the offense really kind of took hold of that game when they needed to. And like Chris Peterson said, after the game, you know, when you only have one drive in the third quarter and, and you don't get anything out of it, that's, that's horrible. I mean, that's, you can't, you can't play the game that way. So, for them to show up and, and score in the fourth quarter and and uh, put that thing out of reach was um, was good to see. Well, and take a look at the time of possession in the third quarter. UCLA got the ball to start the third quarter, and they had you know the two drives, but uh, they ate up three minutes and excuse me, eleven minutes and eight seconds on that uh, in the third quarter. And Washington only had the ball three minutes and fifty two seconds, but when in the fourth quarter where it really mattered. UCLA only had the ball for three minutes, and Washington had the ball for 12 minutes. If you've got the lead and keeping the ball away out of the hands of the opposition, you're going to win a lot of football games. And controlling the ball for 12 minutes with the lead in the fourth quarter, that was pretty. Uh, I thought that was uh, pretty, pretty telling on uh, this team down here today. Well, if you look at UCLA, they had 10 drives, and those two drives ate up more than 11 minutes and what have you. So that means there's eight drives that didn't even amount to that much time because you know if you look at the time if you look at the time of possession Washington had the time of possession 38 minutes to 12 or excuse me to 22 21. that's that's ridiculous i mean 38 right. minutes to 22 I, I i can't remember the last time Washington had such a discrepancy in terms of time of possession they ran 49 plays in the first half and you know, again, that's what Chris Peterson said. He goes, you know, we really had a game plan going in, felt really good going into halftime, and then they kind of flipped the script and, and did to Washington what Washington had done to them in the first half. And I think uh, UCLA had, I think it was 21 plays in the third quarter where Washington had seven or eight. But when you take a look at the time of possession discrepancy, it all has to do with the fourth quarter, you know, with Washington getting 12 minutes in that fourth quarter and only allowing UCLA eight. So uh, I mean, this was a better uh, UCLA football team that I saw. But, you know, I was starting to get a little worried down at the sidelines. This kind of game kind of had a weird feel, you know, where they just couldn't seem to put them away until that fourth quarter. And. You know, just sometimes funny things happen down here. We've seen it before, but uh, it was a little bit of a weird vibe down here. But Washington, I think, was real fortunate to get out of here with a win. And uh, we'll give credit to uh, former Husky Keith Price, who is uh, the honorary captain today. Chris Peterson always does a good job of getting, um, you know, on the road games, getting an honorary captain, a former player. And it's great to see Keith Price. Uh, Keith, that what's the name of the new football league that starts this fall? That Rick Neuheisel and all those guys are. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but evidently um, Keith Price and Bishop Sankey have signed with the team down in San Diego. So it was great to see Keith and his big beard, his almost James Harden type beard now, and uh, the smile. But um, you know, a lot of players down here. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the Miles Bryan interview, and he said, you know, he remembers playing out in this little side lot next to the Rose Bowl when he was five years old. You know, and how special that was. 
Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, I, this was a huge game for a lot of those guys. I mean, you can see a lot of the SoCal guys step up, like Miles Bryant, um, like Andre Bocelli, um, Quentin Pounds, and and some of those guys. Nick Harris in the middle. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys on this team that have a lot of uh, connections to this area. JoJo McIntosh, and you know, I'm just thinking of some guys off the top of my head, but um, you know, it's Nick just, Harris is down here, right? Yeah, he's he's from yeah he's from this area. Luke Wattenberg, same school. Um, so there's, you know, there's no question. Ton of guys down here. It's a big recruiting territory for Washington, so it was good for them to show up and and um, and play well when it mattered. But you know, I think it's interesting. I listened to the Husky Honks a little bit after the game, and you know, they really feel like going into this Oregon game now from a mentality standpoint. This is going to make Washington feel a little salty, and and maybe they're going to turn this around. And and you know, if they had won this thing going away, maybe they would have would not have been as had as much of a chip on their shoulder. I, whether you agree with that or not, it's it's one take and and it's one way to look at it. We'll we'll obviously see uh, next Saturday, but um, you know, I don't think there's any doubt that this game uh, captured their attention. And when they see the tape and they see the mistakes that were made, especially on defense, um, I'm sure Jimmy Lake and Pete Kukowski and all the all the defensive coaches are going to have a a good strong week and and getting those guys prepared. It almost felt to me like the North Dakota game where, the, you know, they pretty much had the game in control, you know, and it just kind of felt like you know, they were holding a lot back, that the full arsenal on both offense and defense wasn't on display today. And that's what it kind of felt like to me that this this wasn't, you know, what we would – I don't think it's what we're going to see next week against Oregon. To me, like I said, it seemed like they were holding a lot back. I don't know if it looked that way to you or not. It didn't at all. I mean, you're you're you you're there, so you you get a feel for it a lot better than I ever would. Watching it on TV and and watching Miles Gaskin really gut things out at the end on that long touchdown uh, drive at the in the fourth quarter where it really looked like he was favoring his shoulder. Um, it just you know it looked like they really had to try to gut that thing out and make some key plays, which they did. And and you want and good teams respond and 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 do those kinds of things in the moments that matter, which you know Washington did step up and make those plays. And you know Drew Sample didn't necessarily come up with that onside kick super clean, but he came up with it, and that was the important thing. You know, so they so they made they made important plays when they had to, and that's a good thing. And they you know, they clearly played hard. Um, you know, gave up a lot of things that I'm sure that they'll, you know, look at the tape and go, man, I, I don't know what we were thinking on that particular play. But um, again, it, it's just um, hard to tell. I, I, I didn't feel, though, that it looked like they were holding things back per se. It just looked to me like uh, they had a certain type of plan going in and UCLA was stacking the box, kind of Darren Browning to throw. Uh, and so he did. And again, you know, his stats, you know, 18 to 26 for 265, one touchdown, one interception and, and the 13 carries for 49 yards and, and another touchdown. Those are really good stats. 319 total yards for Browning on the road. Uh, and I don't care where it is on the road because we're talking about a venue that Washington hasn't won a Pac-12 game at, since 1995. So don't tell me that this game should have been a, a cakewalk for Washington just because of, of UCLA's record. There's there was a lot going into this, and we know they have athletes, and we know they have great coaches, and and uh, we saw that on display tonight. Well, taking a look at the stat sheet, uh, net yards rushing Washington with 197, um, UCLA with 150. The difference is Washington had 55 carries and UCLA had 27. UCLA averaged 5.6 per carry. That might be a skewed a little bit. Was there a 60-yard run by um, the running back? How long was that long run? 39. 
Oh, I thought it was longer. And, than and that. also, and also, the other thing to, to account for that too is that Washington went backwards on their final drive to to kill the right. clock off. So they lost, I think, about twenty yards of rushing on that just that final drive alone. Total offensive yards: Washington with four sixty-two, uh, UCLA with four twenty-two. Total offensive plays: eighty-one for Washington. I believe they had forty-nine and a half, so yeah. only thirty-one. Thirty-one in the um, second half. Uh, UCLA with sixty-five plays, and a lot of those were in the third quarter. Penalties again: Washington with another clean game, only one penalty. It was a holding call. I believe it was on Nick Harris. I'd have to verify it that. Is. But, it was. Uh, yeah, but again, time of possession. Uh, Washington with 38.09 and UCLA with 21.51. Third quarter, UCLA with 11 minutes, Washington with four. But in the third, fourth quarter, again, Washington with 12, UCLA only three. But uh, boy, I think this one thing is going to come back and bite them in the butt one of these days. Third quarter, third uh, third down conversion still seems to be an issue. UCLA was 8 of 14. Washington was uh, 11 of 18, uh, which is fantastic. But Boy, they just seem to have trouble getting off the field on third downs. And the touchdown pass by UCLA today was only the second touchdown pass allowed this season. And that was uh, in the second game against North Dakota was the only other. No, it was the the first drive. It was the first drive at Auburn. Okay, yeah. So uh, first, uh, Miles Gaskin, 27 carries. So I think he's a little beat up. Coach Pete wouldn't uh, really talk about that. Uh, 27 carries for 116 and two touchdowns. Jake Browning, 13 carries for 49 yards. Uh, Jake Browning, again, you said 18 of 26 for 265 with a long of 46. Leading receiver again today. 100-yard game for Aaron Fuller, five uh, receptions for 100 yards. Um, Josh Kelly, not many people have heard of Josh Kelly, 20th for UCLA. 20 carries for 125 yards, and he had that 39-yard run. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I thought he looked pretty good today, 27 of 38 for 272, uh, two touchdowns, and he had the one interception on an overthrown ball. Uh, that was a great catch by, was it Taylor Rapp who got that one? Yeah, it was tipped, actually, and Rapp was able to get it, yeah. Theo Howard, nine catches for 60 yards, and Caleb Wilson, eight carries for 102 yards. Um, I don't know what was going on, too, with um, Race Porter uh, was into uh, punt uh, for the first punt, and then uh, Joel Whitford was in punt for the other two punts. Washington had a total of three punts. Uh, Race uh, hit the line drive, squib kick, and Race Porter just boomed it away. So I'm not sure what the deal was on that. Did you get any feel for that at all, Chris? Well, Pete said he he just they wanted to use both players, so that's what he said post game when you were there. So, yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, they there was certainly nothing wrong in the punt game today. I mean, they they pinned UCLA back uh, pretty good in terms of most of those punts, and you know, just you know, it was a credit to UCLA. They drove. They had a ninety yard drive in the second half. That's just something you don't see from Washington. Leading tackler again. BBK, Denver Kerbin, nine solo tackles, six assists for a total of uh, 15 tackles. I'm sure that will get him consideration for Defensive Player of the Week again. We'll see what happens with that. But one other thing, UCLA got beat up a little bit today. They had a lot of guys going off in injuries. So uh, Washington was physical with that team. So we'll see how healthy Washington is. You mentioned, you know, Quentin Pounds going off a little bit, uh, a little bit dinged up. Uh, Miles Gaskin, we'll see how uh, Miles is. Nick Harris, he went off the field, but he came back and he should be fine. So uh, as long as Miles Gaskin's healthy, Washington looks pretty healthy going into Oregon next Saturday. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what's going on with DJ Beavers. Brandon Wellington got in there and played a little bit. 
Beavers um, wasn't here. Yeah, I don't DJ know. Don't know here. what's going on with Savon again. I mean, it's kind of weird that he, you know, he gets six carries. Um, kind of felt like this was a game where maybe he he could get a little bit more after doing what he did against BYU. But I guess we'll see. We'll see if maybe they unleash him a little bit more uh, against Oregon. But just generally, the the feeling just watching it just felt like he was underutilized. Uh, underutilized or, you know, what I'm seeing and I've seen the last couple weeks, he doesn't look to be running real hard. He seems a little tentative. He seems to be shying away from contact. Um, and I don't know what's, if, you know, that he's trying to protect an injury or, uh, not confident or what, but, um, you know, when you've got the other two backs in there, they're going to run a little bit harder. I don't know. You know, like I said, to me, to me, it looks like he's flinching upon contact and not really lowering that shoulder. So I'm not sure. Are you noticing anything on that? Yeah, it just doesn't, they don't look like they're going full speed. I will say Sean McGrew, it was really good to see him get that first down at the end to salt the game away. And, you know, if, if Washington needs a guy like Sean McGrew going forward, it, it's good for him to get confident touches like that in, in high leverage situations. So, you know, good on Sean for doing that. But, the other question it really begs is what what is the health of the other guys and it, and it makes you wonder yeah i didn't notice any of the other uh says jordan chin got in the game not sure about that but um and not seeing any of the freshmen seeing uh playing time again today how about you chris no i didn't Did see you notice any, anything didn't notice any that i mean I'd, i'll have to go back and look at the participation chart but i didn't see any but i didn't see anybody if Jordan Shin was in there, he was probably in there on that onside kick for the hands team. So, probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I know he, you know, he did travel though, and so, and I know he was available last week. So, um, yeah, maybe he's a guy that gets back in there. I haven't visited our message boards. I'm a little bit hesitant to. You know, this is a win, and I'm sure that there's people that just want to pick this win apart. But you just beat UCLA on the road. I don't care if they're one for. You take the road wins, you get the style points at home. You didn't get the style points, but you know you got a tough road win down here at UCLA, and you know you're going to hopefully be healthy going into Oregon next week, which is probably going to be you know one of the tough games. Well, it's probably the toughest game left on the schedule. It's going to be electric down there. So, like I said, you know style points don't matter to me as long as a win. Ugly win, night, you know, a blowout win. It's just a win in the win column. It doesn't really matter that much. So, uh, final thoughts, Chris. Well, in regards to that, I mean, you can you can certainly make comparisons to the 2016 game at Arizona that they were able to squeak out in overtime, or you could look at it, you know, like the 2017 game at Arizona State, for instance, when the offense couldn't get anything going and Trey gets hurt and Jordan Miller gets hurt at the end, and you know, these are games that you just have to gut out and and. You know, Chris Peterson doesn't mind gutting out wins like this. I mean, I know that uh, in the game or in the post uh, the the post game press conference, he was asked, you know, what what do you think about people that probably didn't get a chance to see the game, maybe back east that that uh, just see the score line. What you know, what would you say to them? And he's like, I, I could care less. I mean, I I, I couldn't care less. I just, I just it just doesn't even register for him. You know, and again, he he parrots what you you just said and what I've been saying too is that it's. Anytime you can win on the road in the Pac-12, it's a quality win. And when you take into account the opponents that UCLA's played, and they're playing a true freshman quarterback, and they're playing a bunch of new guys because he blew out a, a bunch of other guys that, that didn't want to buy into the program, you know, you're seeing a program in transition, but that they're they're still very, very talented, and they're still they still got very, very good coaches that have uh, pro and college experience, and, and we know what Chip Kelly did at Oregon. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure in a couple of years we'll be looking back at this going, yeah, that was, you know, around this time, these few games were probably the beginning of, of, of something that's going to 
going to be really good for them, I would think. So I think overall, you know, getting getting through with this win is a good thing for Washington. And at the same time, I think the coaches will really be able to use this as a rallying cry to, to maybe, you know, get these guys a little salty and get them, you know, going a little bit and um, and really focus on, on what they've got to do against Oregon because they're, they're definitely going to be a different animal entirely. 31-24 win in the Rose Bowl. I think everybody on the team will take it, and uh, it's going to be an interesting week, Oregon week coming up. So uh, this is a little bit different Oregon team than we've seen in the past couple of years. They've, uh, they're they not young anymore. They've got a lot of experience. They've got a top-notch quarterback, and they've got a lot of skilled players. So real interested to see how this matchup comes about. So uh, we'll be on Sports Radio 950 KJR Wednesday from 7 to 8. No show on Saturday with a 1230 kickoff down in Eugene. If you're looking uh, for those daily updates as well as any breaking news, shoot us a note, huskystadium at gmail.com. We'll get those daily updates out to you as well as any breaking news. Um, breaking breaking news today, just real quick, Chris. Uh, Washington got a commitment from a real nice defensive end that was high up on their list, uh, beat out Notre Dame. Yeah, no, I mean, a kid by the name of Braylon Trice from uh, down in Arizona, 6'4", 225, beat out uh, Oregon, beat out Notre Dame. Um, you know, this is a, a definitely a position of need. You know, you look, I know a lot of people are going to harp on the fact that Washington didn't get a great pass rush uh, tonight against UCLA, and some of that, I think, was scheme, and, and some of that was based on other things. But, you know, trying to get an impact rush guy, they're not easy to find. And this guy has the potential of being one of those impact rush guys. He's not going to be... You know, a, a five-star true freshman come in right away and just kill it. He's it's going to take some time for him to develop and, and get in there. But I think once he does, he, he he looks like he has the foundation and the and the things that you like to see in terms of a player that they can really develop into a, a dominant guy. So yeah, really good pickup for them today. Um, picked uh, Washington over a number of really good schools, but the finalists were Washington, Oregon, and Notre Dame. That's always good to beat uh, to beat those guys to get a to get a recruit. We'll wrap it up with that. I'm down in the Rose Bowl, and uh, I'm in somebody's suite. They tried to kick me out of here a little bit earlier mid-show. So, anyways, we'll wrap it up with that. I'm Kim Grenells along with Chris Fetters. Go dogs.